0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back at you with topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. So panel, I've got to ask you because I thought this was re rather instructive. Karen Wang, liberal candidate in Burnaby South, was forced to walk the plank earlier this week. She tried to petition the the well the prime minister and the party to have her back as the candidate after she had tweeted some things on uh Chinese social media, as it were, and uh, about Jugmeet Singh being of Indian descent. And really what it was uh, very revealing of and instructive, too, is that uh, how some political parties, maybe all of them, play to certain ethnocultural or tribal groups. And Rocco Rossi, I mean, was it ever thus? Is this uh, a risk to democracy? I mean, when we hear diversity is our strength, if certain groups are being catered to specifically, ain't that a danger to... Uh, the state of uh, our confederation.
1: Look, it it's a fine line. I mean, we we want, uh, and we have benefited mightily from diversity in this country. As the child of immigrants, I I have benefited uh, tremendously from it. But we've also benefited from the fact that we've come to a country with incredible values uh, and incredible norms that have helped the country to be um what it is a beacon to uh, to the world and um the sort of you know dog whistle um on a call to the blood in specific ethnicities is not something that does anyone any good at the end of the day and and this is as someone who you know in in my youth was part of filling buses for nomination meetings uh, and you know, going within my community, within our churches, within uh, our community centers to um, to do that and and I hope we can leave that behind.
0: Oh well, all right, that's interesting now, Adrian, I mean mm-hmm. uh, what do you make of this phenomenon because it's been practiced by I guess most parties, all parties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, it is It's like you know we talk about certain fabric of our political you know discourse, this is very much part of that. I agree with Rocco, you know, child of immigrants and the benefits that this country has given us and provided for us and affords us a, a wonderful future and all of those things. But that doesn't take away from the reality on the ground when it's a contentious nomination. And there is still within certain communities, even though I would say uh, I'm a Sikh, I'm part of the Sikh community, we will support the Sikh candidate, even if it is, um, you know, a, an NDP or a liberal or conservative. There Seriously. is sort of this, in, 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 in this notion that we... You know, it's one of our own, right? Mm -hmm. And it's someone within. But I don't think that that is, it's not a perfect thing. Uh, There's no real statistics on it. This is sort of the thing you talk about. Oh, let's support our own guy or gal because they're part of our community. I think that if you do generally look at it, conservative, left, right, center, um, Chinese community, Indian communities, uh, they will vote on... um, In some cases for the for their for their person uh, based on their cultural value background. But I think the vast majority are still going on partisan lines. So I don't think that this is as bad as people make it sound to be. Does that make sense? Well, uh, all right. I, I'm taking
0: your <laughs> I'm, word for it. I'm, so you're really supporting Jagmeet Singh, is what you said indirectly.
2: <laughs> As a Sikh, I am very proud of the fact that a turban man is a leader of a, of a national party. There's no question. Will I ever agree with anything that he says? No. <laughs> mm. So you must have supported Justin Trudeau in India, then. I wonder if Justin Trudeau <laughs> still likes uh, Chinese basic, uh,
0: you know, the uh, democracy. The, the, the or, democracy. No, not, no, that's actually... <laughs> basic <yeah>. dictatorship. <laughs> basic <laughs> dictatorship. I was just thinking of uh, guns and is are you always spying on us yet? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> always. Never stop. Right. Let me ask Sherry about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it leads to a certain type of ghettoization, if you will, people living in silos. That's not the intention of, uh, you know, seeing everybody voting on certain shared values. So do you see this as being problematic, what I she mean, revealed?
3: Right, right off the bat, I mean, what she said was racist. It's right. independent of anything else. Um, and uh, the party made the right call in saying n- no. Uh, but uh, the, the, the plus side is I think political parties need and should want diversity in their ranks. They need to be running people of color. They need to be running people with of different ethnicities. They need to be running more women, um, more LGBTQ people. We need diversity. Okay, so, but this is so actually counter-diverse. Well, in, in you know, it's, well... She's not, having the... No, she's a, a petitioning
0: or trying to appeal to the Chinese vote along ethnic lines rather than along oh, policy.
3: Well, she... What not... Not that she was appealing to Chinese voters. She was dissing somebody else because of their ethnicity and their Wrong race. I mean, that's that's racism. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I think diversity is a good thing. And I think, you know, political parties uh, are engaging in it now where they weren't before. We have to remember our history. You know, there was a time when if you were a person of color, you didn't get elected. If you're a woman, you didn't get elected, et cetera, et cetera. So, um So, there's, you know, it's, it's complicated. Do political parties look at that? Of course they do. They want to win. At the end of the day, it's about winning, you know. And they raise money. And they raise money that way. Um, and, And do we wish it was a little less crass? Yes, absolutely.
0: Right. But it ain't, and that's why it was very revealing, and so uh, now the the Liberals walked away from it, but I find that to be somewhat disingenuous. Here's something else when it comes to divided loyalties. Uh, we've had this report out of Nairobi, Nairobi Kenya, this uh, deadly hotel attack that happened earlier in the week. Now it seems that uh, a Canadian national has been... Uh, Connected to it, suspected of helping extremist gunmen stage this deadly attack. If you've got somebody with a dual citizenship and they do this kind of thing, they're involved in extremist, radical, uh, terroristic activity. Would you strip them of their citizenship
1: or revoke it, Rocco? Uh, if if it's proven in court, uh, then absolutely, I would have them. I would have them suffer the consequences of their of their choices and not. Uh, then be a backstop. Up to that moment, I think it's the duty of of uh, of a country to defend its citizens and to make sure that they have um, uh, they have proper uh, proper counsel, et cetera. But if it's determined in a court of law with due process, then I think they've given up their right.
0: Do you? All right. So the consular official there from or the embassy official doesn't go and visit this guy in the joint and uh, try to help him come back to Canada and serve out his time or do any kind of a extradition treaty with, in this case, Kenya. Uh, would you just cut him
2: loose, Adrian? Well, I would. But there is that due diligence that has to be done. You, yeah. uh, They are still a citizen. Um, they may be the most deplorable of citizens to someone who leaves our country to go then commit acts of terror in another Uh, completely unacceptable because frankly, why would we want them back here anyway to potentially even manifest that, um, that, that here. So there is um, rule of law, international law, all of these, these, these things need to be met. But in this instance, those this person has been convicted and very much guilty um in the eyes of everybody so I know that it is an uncomfortable conversation some people don't uh, well you're a Canadian you're a Canadian you're a Canadian until you're not and I'm sorry you've abdicated your um your citizenship your right to be a Canadian Disqualify when you do yourself. that, yes, Sherry, quickly, out. you think? Yeah, um, due
3: diligence. Absolutely, I agree. Um, if uh, you know, they have to be proved guilty first before any actions taken. Uh, I'm a little reticent about the yanking of uh, uh, only because this is a mark of totalitarian states to yank people. As so we remember, social, 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 difficulty spitting that out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> but I mean, so it, it. That's a last resort. That's to me is a last resort. But absolutely, uh, due diligence. And whatever affects that, because this is complicated. So I would say whatever helps the prosecutors here, whatever helps justice get done, is that. Is this going to help? taking away citizenship? Maybe. Maybe it won't. Whatever helps them get justice done, that's what we should be on the side of.
0: Alright, and it brings to mind earlier this week the report that uh, one of these ISIS executioners and propagandists was also uh, reared in Toronto. Yes, And so, uh, yeah, good luck to us uh, bringing him back. Who knows? There might be a
1: settlement awaiting. And, but, and it's, uh, I mean, I, I I take the point about Sojournitsyn, but Australia, not exactly a totalitarian state, has on several circumstances stripped Yes. Uh, dual citizens because of these circumstances. They
0: have. And Solzhenitsyn, wasn't he living in Vermont for a while? I believe that's he where he settled. He was in Vermont. We'll come back. There are more topics worthy of discussion with our panel, Adrian Batra, Rocco Rossi, and the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.